Everybody, welcome to 10,000 Minutes Experiment. Woo, it's been an experiment already today. You guys, I'm sweating. This is just a Tim stress test. <laughs> Total Tim stress this test. Is, this is who you are in stress. So good. How do you feel right now? I'm hot. Ugh. I'm hot. We've been trying to figure out Zoom, and I've said to hell with the devil maybe 45 times so far. Maybe a few other words. It's much worse. Yeah. It's not bad. Anyways, Tim Tibbins here, the hot one, and I don't mean good looking hot. Mm-hmm. Anybody? <laughs> yeah, I was always somebody would say, no, Tim, you look great, you look great today. Though. Yeah, thanks. Wow. It's just, a, it's like I just got out of a pool, which is nice. Well, you get that just walking outside right That's now. True. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Chris Cleveland. Yo. We've got Amoy Donis. That's me. And then we've got a real special guest oh who goodness. were at BFFs as of today. <laughs> <laughs> and Trillia, your, um, your introduction is just, well, this hot, sweaty person. And I'm so sorry about, about that. <laughs> it is a joy to be um, here. <laughs> yes. Thank you. It's a, jo- it's a joy to have you. And so we're zooming in. The best part is you live in Franklin. And that's what makes me the happiest. <laughs> I do. I live right here, and I wish I were in studio with you guys. That would just be. How, how long have you been here in Franklin? I have been eight years. So I'm from Knoxville, wow. Tennessee. And we, so wow. we're a transplant. So I'm a Tennessean, but about eight years here in the Nashville area. Awesome. I love it. We have a lot of fun. We just kind of dork around and we talk about things, hopefully, that matters. Things that matters. Things, things that matters. That, things that matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's an author. She's an author. So you know. I know we're gonna have to cut that part because out. of that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like when you talk to a counselor, you know, like a therapist, you're always going, "Crap, I just they just or you're totally like found me." Trying out. to diagnose yourself and sound <laughs> smart, you're like, "Well." Maybe I'm having some repression uh, around yeah. these issues. Yeah, and they're it, like, I think you're overthinking things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ah. no, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. try to alliterate a lot today. Lots uh, of onomatopoeias. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay. Sorry, Trulia. I love and, it. I love it. And just so you know, we do do a lot of, we do do a lot of edits <laughs> on this thing. What'd that get me? I'm so upset with myself. <laughs> Anywho, anywho, um, and I hope you do not um, edit any of yep. this out because it's remarkable. Well, funny you should say that, Trillia, because I do edit these a decent amount, but rarely do I edit out anything that makes me smile, and I hope it makes you laugh, too. And I've actually had a few people who have told me that they just listened to the beginning of this, the middle, and the end, because it's our funny conversations, etc. So if that's you, we just want to say I'm totally okay with that. Hey, we'd also love more feedback from you. So would you please like this uh, on any of the platforms that you're listening to it and rate it, please? That'd be super helpful. And then subscribe to this. That'd be great. Also, you can reach out on our new Instagram and Facebook pages. Please go there and get more information and give us feedback. And if any of this 10,000 minute stuff has been helpful to you, would you please share it with somebody else? And would you even consider partnering with us financially? You can go to 10,000minutes.com and look in the upper right-hand corner. It says donate. Please do that monthly or a one-time big gift. would be awesome. Thank you. All right, so for this week, when we've asked around who we should have on the show, a few people had raved about this woman named Trillian Newbell. And I've actually read a bunch of things that she's written and loved everything she said. She's an author. She's amazing. A speaker. So she's a real joy on this thing. I think you'll love what she brings to this. And then at the very end, we have my good friend Mishi Sherry, who helped me start actually 10,000 Minutes a few years back. And then she's going to join us in the last section, which is introing the practice for the next week. So here we go. Thanks, guys. Okay. So today, 
Trillia, we would like for you to share the worst parts about you. No, no. Just (laughs) you just pushed her to the just the things that you go. You know what? This is my worst attribute. So if you just want to start, we've all kind of gone around already. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm sure my kids contribute to that, but yeah, no, I totally get it. So you've got you've got kids or two. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've seen them on the lines, and uh, you're married. I'm a fan, so I've heard about your your pink husband. Oh, that made me laugh so hard. Can you explain that really quick? Yes. So. Actually, it's he. He is pink. He's rather pink, and he get kind of gets rosy cheeks. But my son yeah. used to call him Peach, and Peach. So, oh, dang it! That's okay. So close. So close. And so, <sighs> and my son would call me Brown. So I am an African American female, and my husband's white, and we're in an interracial marriage. So my my son was trying to identify with the two of us and and figure out himself too when he was really young maybe around 2 and he'd call oh, wow. my husband peach and <laughs> brown and he's very light skinned himself and so he called himself peach for a long time so it was very cute <laughs> i loved that that well i just i, I wanted to make you correct that cuz i knew it was peach it just oh. felt like <laughs> It was a quiz and you passed. Yeah, well done. Good. Well done. I didn't know if you were lying before because if you were going to say, yeah, it's pink, then we'd, we'd call you on that and we'd say, number one, the first thing about you is you're a liar. You know what I mean? Stop. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Now we're hot. Now we're sweating. We're like, yeah, goodness. Yeah. Truly, you're like, why did I say yes to this? So I'm so happy. So I, I did find it pretty fascinating that a few days ago, it was 54 years ago that day, that the Supreme Court ruled states could no longer deem interracial marriages legal. Hmm. I mean, that was 54 freaking years ago. Yes, it's not that long ago. And so often I am asked, well, why are we talking about race or why why bring this up? And and it's very clear real quick that if we look back at history and we don't even have to look, we don't have to look that far because history (laughs) is not that far back. It's not that far. And and so we need to remind ourselves of this because I think we do forget because laws are changed and we can have this podcast, for example. together without any, no one's going to probably pick at us. Yeah. The reality is, is that we're still feeling the effects of our broken history and we need to be reminded of these things so that we can understand where we are today. Right. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Well, I am so thankful for that. And I, obviously you're so thankful for that (laughs) being married to your peach. Do you call him my peach? (laughs) Hey peach, would you get me this? (laughs) No, that, that, that doesn't work. Okay, so this past week, we've been looking at the idea of being the church online. So this idea is there are 10,080 minutes in a week. 80 of those minutes are generally in a church gathering somewhere, which is awesome and can be so powerful. But there are 10,000 other minutes. It's not what do you do with your 10,000 minutes. It's how do we join Jesus in our 10,000 minutes as the church? So we gather and then we scatter for the next 10,000 minutes until we gather again. And people have been going, this pandemic is so great for the idea of being the church all week long. And so I guess what we're trying to figure out here is what does it look like for us and how did it go this past week of us actually being the church online? So we're we're in a series on rethinking our thinking, so repenting, rethinking our thinking on the word church. You know, Jesus only uses it twice, which is fascinating. It's only when, if there's somebody who's been blowing it in your group of friends as the church, you go to that person, and then if they don't hear it, then you go with another friend, and then you say, hey, church, let's let's join together. And then he talks about Peter being the rock. I mean, those are the only two places where he actually talks about church. 
So it's more about not just the gathering, but who are we as we are scattered and especially online, what does that look like? What do we think about being the church online all week long? So for me, I think, okay, we're part of this body. We're part of the universal church, the big C church. And so if we're going to be online, I think we need to represent Jesus. So as a Christ follower, as a disciple of Jesus, that's where it starts for me. And then as a as a church, Jesus says, people will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. So mm-hmm. if we're talking about how do we display being a part of his body online, then we need to ask ourselves, do we love each other? Are we displaying to the world that we are a part of this community that yeah. God has ushered us into, which is the big C church? So that to me is we need to ask ourselves, and if I can be so blunt, is where we're failing miserably. We are not displaying the love of God to a watching world online. We People who see us do not think of, I don't think that we are followers of Jesus, that we love one another because our online presence is so toxic and divided and hostile overall, not in every place. And I'm being very specific and thinking of one social media outlet in particular. So we need to ask ourselves, are we displaying the love of God to a broken world? Do we look like we are the church universal, the big C church, or are we just fighting? Well, the answer is we're doing a lot more fighting. And so I do believe that there's a place for conflict and working through theological differences even, but the way that we communicate to one another matters. Yeah. To me, I think it's of utmost importance that we really evaluate what we do. Now, how to be the church online, real practically, some of the things that I've enjoyed is leading Bible studies online. That's just one way that I have, I guess, practically enjoyed fellowship with other believers across the the world. You would, I, I guess, yeah. Can, can I just push on that really quick? Because I love that. Yeah. I just, you know, this idea you were just talking about theology. And that has been, even just in this past season, I mean, online, we've lost good friends because of our theological differences. So how do you do a Bible study? And I want to come back to this other thing you said. Somebody asked you once, what should the church be praying in this season? And you said, pray for humility, repentance, and true unity bound in love. Mm-hmm. I love those three things that you said. So I, I want you to talk about that. But in the context of you actually doing these Bible studies, how do you do a Bible study when all four of us around this room and internet's Zoom chat right now, we all have different theologies. And so when you say something and I'm like, well, I don't think I buy that. How do we do that? How do we do that well? Does that make sense? How do we rise oh, above? Yeah. As you're saying, how do we find unity in this, this Bible study? And I go, girl, I don't know. I just, I haven't found too much unity in Bible studies, mm. but no. you have, so go. Okay. Well, first of all, when people, if they're going to join a Bible study that I'm leading, they're going to know where I stand theologically. Yeah. And so you have a choice. You can either join and be taught and understanding that, okay, this is where, this is my leaning. This is how I'm going to talk about the Lord in the context of how I interpret the scriptures. Mm. But I think what we can do is we can learn about the Lord from each other without, so there can be, a, I think, a theological difference without there being a hatred. (laughs) 
yeah. towards one uh-huh. another. Like yeah. that, that's that's a real difference there. Yep. So those who come to me to read or read one of my Bible studies or any of my teaching, they pretty much know where I'm coming from. Yep. And if they don't, they'll learn pretty quickly and they can discern for themselves what to believe and what to question and ask. And I hope everyone questions anything I teach, right? Right, because right. That's scripture, right? We go to the word first and ask, okay, what does God's word say about this? So I am not afraid of theological differences. I do think, however, that there are going to be some convictions that we see in the scripture where I'm going to say, okay, so plainly, God, I just see this so plainly. We're not going to probably be on the same stage preaching together or speaking together because our our theological differences are pretty strong. I do think there are some where it's a clear dividing line, but that doesn't a divide doesn't mean a hatred. I think I just yeah, I yeah. do think that that's where we as Christians can be very confused. We can love mm. each other and still disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm not really sure why right. or where we've gotten the idea that we can't disagree and still love. So um, that is like the indictment of the American church right now. I mean, this past two years has been that is the great indictment of the American church is like we're doing exactly the opposite of what you're saying. Actually, the opposite of what Jesus said is they will know your Jesus people by your love for one another. So what's it look like to love and disagree? Well, I mean, I think if if you and I, I, I have no idea. You said we all four come from different theological backgrounds. Well, I'm talking to you without any knowledge of what you're talking about. So yep, I don't yep. know. You probably know more because you did some research before you having me on the podcast. I did not. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have no idea what your theological yeah. leanings are. But with that said, if we all started a conversation about the Lord, and I imagine we would have that conversation and we would listen, being quick to hear and slow to speak, right? That's love. Wow, yeah. And, and we would assume the best, right? Thank mm-hmm. you, First Corinthians. So that's love. We're going to assume the best. We're not going to assume the worst. We're going to be patient and forbearing. That's love. So I mm. think that it it is about our posture and taking what we know the scriptures say and putting them into action. Now, what I didn't say in any of those is that we're going to agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to agree and we don't have to end our conversation and say, okay, I affirm everything that you say right. to love. So to me, I feel kind of confident that if you really do love the way that God has called us to love, to love our neighbor as ourselves, which is a sacrificial love that we should be able to have these kind of conversations without ending a call or with hate in our hearts, like with a vengeance or a desire for murder. Mm, (laughs) I'm just naming it anger, right? What Jesus Mm -hmm. names it. So I think we should be able to do that. I will say it's hard. It's hard because we think we're right, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, you know, so so it can be difficult to love with that kind of mm. listening and patience. So I'm, I don't say that as someone who believes it's easy. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we've been talking a little bit more about like believers talking to believers online. So we're yeah. talking about Bible study and these things where people yeah, are making a decision to like, yeah, I'm in. Even if we don't agree, like there's, we've got a baseline of agreement you know, a little bit of if I'm going to come to a Bible study. I wonder how this 
looks in general with the rest of the world. And I think I would really love to hear from you just because a few things of what you said already. I'm like, hey, can I sign up for your next class? Um, <laughs> I'd love to come. But I'd love to, to hear just from your perspective, like how we as individuals and us corporately as a church can be the better church for people who aren't churched, who, who mm-hmm. don't know Jesus, mm-hmm. who maybe don't subscribe to the things that we subscribe to. And my thought, that's like showing them talk about like the the kindest thing we can do as Christians is telling them things. I don't know that the culture wants to be told anymore. I think they want to be shown. And in the past year with politics and uh, racial inequality and all of these things, I feel like the church has been just really poor actors in this in a lot of ways. And I'm curious how you think we can do better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a loaded question. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> <good> Sorry. <one. laughs> no, no. I mean, it's a good one. It's just... I should say there's so much that we are failing at publicly. Yeah. But I have so many unbelieving friends and I'm so grateful for that because one of the things that I have learned is that I don't have to change for them. Yeah. In other words, I'm Trillia online. Same Trillia, same Trillia offline. So I don't have to be less Christian Mm -hmm. because they're someone who doesn't believe the same. I need to just Mm -hmm. be what God has called me to be. And so I don't think that those who who don't believe the same want us to, to be less of who we are. Actually, I think they want us to be who we are. In other words, I think what the problem is, is that... We're not actually being who God has called us to be. And we need to repent as a church, as a people, repent of our unloving deeds and our unloving thoughts and the way that we speak to one another. And if we actually rise to what God has called us to be, and by the way, I've failed in many, many ways, so I'm not, but if we rise to what God has called us to be, then I do believe that it is attractive, that it shows Mm -hmm. the people, okay, this is what it means to follow Jesus. And I actually think that if we say those things, if we say we have failed, it's, it's also attractive. Yeah. Hmm. Because we're not, we're not coming as people who are like, oh, look at me, <laughs> look at my beauty and my what up grace and whatever. No, we're like, look at Jesus. And so I have a few friends who interact with me pretty consistently who don't know the Lord. And I have lamented out loud to injustice and the sin that has affected me, people who have said racist things towards me. And uh-huh. it's interesting because I don't have to how can I say this? We are not Jesus's PR department. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to pretend like the church is awesome. And oh, if you come, you're not going to be hurt. Actually, it's the Mm. opposite. We are broken in need of God and in need of repentance, in need of grace. And so I am not going to pretend like that is not the reality. But in so doing, I'm going to tell a better story of who Jesus actually is and who we can be if we continue to turn towards him. I also think God's going to build his church. So the real question is, are we going to be a part of it or are we not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I hope we are. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of like, you know, 
pruning the the bush or the tree so it can grow. My follow up question, I think, on all of it is like, where do you, what do you think if if God's going to build His church, and after the last year of us kind of walking through this, um, what do what do you think that church looks like? Okay, if I want to get real practical, I just don't think people are going to fall for flashy like the big show Christianity thing. I I just think I I am seeing the Anglican church, for example, grow as a result. Like people who are just looking for liturgical kind of slow meditative Christianity. I, I see kind of that kind of pool. I will hope that the vision of a multi-ethnic church will grow. I actually don't yeah. know if that is going to be with the case. I think people mm. are going to, to look for safe places. And that might mean that multi-ethnic churches are, are, are not going to necessarily be where people are going to flock, which is a whole episode. Come on. So, oh, come on. Yeah. We need to do that episode. By the way. It's, that's a whole conversation. That. I know. But I think people are going to look for the real Jesus and flash yeah and flair is not going to cut it mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to look for. I love that. I think connecting to like a historical thing, like joining with the communion of saints, you yeah. know, you saying that like in the liturgies and those things, I see that. I've, I think what you, what you stumbled on, we need to do an episode on that mm-hmm. because yeah. it would be really interesting and have you back and talk about it. Because I wonder if the if the kingdom come on earth is in heaven is really that multi ethnic church, but I think you're right too that I don't I don't know that way forward because I think there's we both want to connect to something old, but the old doesn't connect all of us very well. So I wonder how we do that better. I'm just throwing that out there. And I agree. In the agree. atmosphere, yeah. Well, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I have a thought more than a. Than a question, but I read something you wrote about how we kind of build congregations like at the table when we invite people over and how it kind of starts from home. And I've just been chewing on that for a few days of how do I do that online? Like what does congregation look like online? But you touched a little bit on it with your Bible study. I am very active online. Like I am involved with a lot of communities, but um Jesus isn't the reason we're all attracted to each other. It's like video games. And, you know, I think that's why like Comic-Con and things like that really like will never die because there's just something that's uniting uh, you with other people. Um, And so I've just been thinking like how online am I creating my own kind of congregation? And I think in the past episodes, we also talked about like the control of our feed, like our Instagram feed and like what we're trying to, how we're building community. Um, but I think reading your writing, which everyone should, uh, it, it really made me think of the way I see community differently, like how I'm inviting people into my space. Uh, because last week we also talked about how the church feels comfortable welcoming people into the building, but being online, it has a whole different feel because you're kind of trying to figure out what you want to align with. But yeah, your writing really changed the way I'm seeing how I'm inviting people to my table online, if that makes sense. I was just going to say, it, it does make sense. I absolutely think that they are going to continue. It's The question will be, how do we do it well? And also, how do we encourage 
that real life connectivity that we all kind of, we need. And so mm-hmm. I, I do believe that um, it will be something that continues for sure. Trulia, thank you so much. We will have you on again. We would love to have more conversations. You're awesome. Thank you for what you're doing, for who you are. So thankful for you. Thank you, guys. It was a joy. Yay! Everybody, welcome back. <laughs> okay, so this is 10,000 Thoughts with Trulia. Woohoo! So, girl, this is quick round. What I like to call quick, quick round, okay? So you go as quick as you possibly can. <laughs> God bless you. Here we go. Uh, first thing you think, okay? 10,000 Thoughts. Nickname? Girl. Ooh. Describe yourself in three words. Joyful, energetic, spontaneous. Like it. All the things I wish I was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) We're going to have Chris on a reading regimen of (laughs) Trillia stuff. Okay. uh, Buckets of. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Buckets of money. (laughs) One of my favorite people. Yeah. 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 That's right. Oh, gosh. All I could think of was poop. I couldn't get a poop out of my head. That's course. so sad. Oh. Okay, okay. Pet, pet peeves. People eating with their, their mouth open. Oh. Yeah. I can't take it. Oh, chip chewers. Okay, uh, chocolate versus sweet or sa- sweet and sour. Like if you're going to Froyo. Chocolate. Chocolate, okay. Uh, what will you never do? Jump out of an airplane. Yeah, I'm with you. Gosh, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's a theme. Uh, unlimited resources. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) I guess that was her first thought. (laughs) If you had unlimited resources. Travel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. Where would you travel? Uh, Europe. Where specifically in Europe? Well, see, I've done a lot of traveling. So that's, uh, I would probably just take my family to France so that they, but I've already seen it, but I just love it. Gosh, where haven't you been? Um, uh, okay, I would probably take them to Rwanda too, which I've been, but I haven't uh. been th- throughout other parts of Africa, so I'm really interested mm-hmm. in West Africa. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, so I'd probably um, go to Cameroon. And then I would, I'm, I haven't been to a lot of places. And my whole family, we love Venezuelan fo- food. I know Venezuela has a lot of things going on right now, but we would probably go to Central America as well. Mm. So there's lots of places we would travel, but travel would be unlimited. We just go all over and see cultures. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Last one, superpower. Flying. What would you have? Flying. Flying. Mm. Me too. I like how, so how I could would travel. You fly? <laughs> yes, right. But then would you be carrying all your kids? Of money. I'd have them you have all. To fly with. Them. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, I can fly, I can carry them. So. Yeah, okay. I believe exactly. that. All right, Trillia, thank you. You're the best. Thank you, Trillia. Thanks, guys. Everybody, I want to introduce you to somebody that we just, she's staying at my house just for a a night or two. Mm -hmm. So one of the OGs of the 10,000 Minutes, when I first started this idea of 10,000 Minutes, I called my friend Mishi, Mm -hmm. Mishi Sherry. You probably said, hey, how can I help you in this next season? Mm -hmm. Mishi just walked with me for, I mean, we spent so many hours. So many hours. Just trying to figure out what could this look like to help Mm -hmm. people join Jesus all week long, mm-hmm. not just in the 80 minute gathering, but all week long. Mm-hmm. So number one, we're doing this show a lot because of your initial work. So thank well, you, Mishi. That's Checks very, in the mail, Mishi. That's very yeah. generous. In the mail. Yeah. Yeah. That's You're sweet. in the credits. That's yeah. sweet. I'm just so proud of you. Yeah. I'm so proud. I love seeing dreams come to life and totally. people be brave and go grab them and do them. Yeah. Because hmm. it's easy to talk about them, harder yeah. to do them and 
and I liked it. I've liked watching the flail. Like you flailed yeah. and tried and experimented and yeah. and you're really finding your jam. Yeah. And this is this is a great jam. Mm. This is a great way to do it. I yeah. love the flail. Yeah. I feel like I'm flailing most of the time. Just Phoebe <laughs> run. Exactly. Like full Phoebe full run. Full Phoebe. <laughs> flailing wow. about. That's right. So anyway, so thank you, Mish. I'm so stoked to be here, you guys. You Yay. should. Super fun. Super so, fun. And she's she's Let's now paid us uh, $36 just to be on this show. So if you guys want to be on the show, you can. Uh, <laughs> Lunch go on $38 a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and we get one sushi roll. Yeah. Nothing more. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, some people do Patreon. <laughs> this is how we, we do, do it. Mishy. It's an income yeah. stream. Yeah. It's an income stream. My Venmo yeah. is. That's Okay, so we just had a great conversation, which Misha, you actually listened into with Trillia. Yep. Mm-hmm. That girl was awesome. Mm-hmm. So good. I really enjoyed that. So this is our last rethinking of the word church. Mm-hmm. This week, the practice is actually be the church gathered. Mm-hmm. So which, you know, Jeff talked about that a little bit on that two podcasts ago. Because he's more on the side of, you know, he's the pastor of the church. He, mm-hmm. he understands that stuff. And I've actually, to be honest, I've been more outside saying, man, I did that thing. Mm-hmm. It kind of left me high and dry a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it, it left me really unsatisfied just to do church. Yeah. And so this idea is how do we just be the church all week long? Yeah. So that that is really part part of the point. And I'm not I'm not damning the institution at all. I'm just mm-hmm. I think there's some real dangers with it. But I actually loved our conversation with Jeff because I think he was it was helpful for us to see some of the beauty of yeah. of the what institution. It what it could mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. But this is actually well, it's actually a lot about that. We should have had Jeff on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is more of what's it really look like for us to be the church gathered. But I don't want to focus on Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. I want to focus on the table. Mm-hmm. I want to focus on our conversations. I want to focus on those things, like sitting around something like this or eating with people. Or mm-hmm. what does it look like for us to be the church gathered? And again, I do not mean in the main gathering. I love those things. But that's not what church is. Church mm-hmm. is who we are gathered and scattered in the name and the power and with the authority of Jesus. And it's so great that we get to gather with a bunch of people in a building, but I can also be the church in a coffee shop mm-hmm. or at my dinner table. Mm-hmm. So, okay, go. So be the church gathered. Uh, why is it important to gather as the church in that way? I just outside of the say, 80 minutes. I think you do this really well. Like mm. every time I come to your house, there's six cars in front of it, mm-hmm. right? There's always kids here with your kids. Mm-hmm. Your wife's got somebody here. You've got people here. Every time I walk upstairs from the studio, there's a house full of people. Maybe better than anybody I know. I think just seeing you do this. I mean, you've kind of collected all of us. We're part of this thing now mm. that even here doing this podcast has kind of become a church. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. outside of it. So maybe kudos to you a little bit for... Um, caring enough to do that um yeah what else about me i mean are well, there, are, what I other mean, things do you really love I, I, no one comes to my house tim <laughs> so, I'm saying. so but there's something there right so for years i mean i've known you pre-beard pre-glasses oh gosh and one of the first things did he have hair he did have hair when oh, wow. i first met little him bits, little, a little, little, little scattering yeah. yes notice i had to pause to think about yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay okay back um, to the things you like but, about me right. that's right but the first, you know, one of the first concepts I learned from you was the idea of representing mm-hmm. 
Jesus. And to me, that just communicates such intentionality. Mm -hmm. So you always are intentional. We talked about this yesterday. You know, if you've gone out to lunch with Tim, you know that he always learns the name of the server and he takes a minute and he asks about the server or he sees someone clearly kind of broken in the corner. He will make a moment to say, hey, doing okay today? And I've even been with him where he, when he said, Can, do you mind if I just pray for you really quick? So in terms of being the church, it's, again, that action part of it that I know I have adopted because of your influence. And I think that's like one of the cool things about the body of Christ or mm -hmm. the church is that you can see someone who's doing something better and steal it. <laughs> like, do mm -hmm. it yourself, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh. I don't have to reinvent mm -hmm. it. I just mm. go do what you're doing. Thank you. Moy, what do you love about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally yeah. kidding. Yeah. I mean, I had your no, dry no, no, humor. No, 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 That's no, right. No, 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 no. <laughs> One to zero. <laughs> so how, how have you guys experienced uh, the church gathered outside of the 80 minutes? I, once again, everybody, I really love the 80 minutes, but I just mm -hmm. there's something so... Um, wrong if we think that we're the church gathered only for 80 minutes what has been helpful for you in that way what's been hard i've always just been really good at church because it's what all i've known uh-huh i grew up in it since i was little i can do that 80 yeah better than anybody yeah, yeah. it's you know, true it's, easy it's like a me. muscle i'm not good at the other pieces of it and we've even talked about this maybe some of the first times we hung out i'm like man i I'm really bad at making friends or like, and weirdly self-conscious about it. So I don't put mm. myself out there at all. I'm like, no, 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 I know I'm good here, mm -hmm. So, I, but I don't want to put myself out on a limb here. So that's been difficult. So I think coming for me personally, it's like, I'm so have to be type A in all of these other mm -hmm. places mm -hmm. um, that when I, I'm not in those places. I want to be by myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And, and I'm not. I'm not the church very well. And, and there, there's a, a place for that, though. I mean, there, sure. there's a healthy place for right. saying, "I just need some space." Self -care. Yeah, yeah. total mm, self care, Mish. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to damn that either. Yeah, what's health then look like? Because yeah. mm. each of us are different and need different things and mm. need people and sometimes you just need alone no i think it's just like even thinking through a lot of this and faith in a lot of ways like it just comes down to community for me when i think about why i'm going to go to church is talking to kinsey about church just because it's changed so much and i still haven't been back this year because i've been working in another church so i was asking her about it i was like man you know really the things that make me go to church at this point are like kids program and am i around people i like mm -hmm. like that's kind of it and so as I think about that being the church, and this may be way wrong of an angle, but I'm like, well, what am I getting What am I getting out of it? Yeah. Am I getting some community out of it? I don't know at this point in my life that I need more Jesus sermons. Maybe I do. And, uh, but, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, just, but it's just let, a different angle on it, I think. Totally. Let's get out of even the gathering, because I, yeah. I totally hear that. I yeah. mean, that, is, that makes all the sense in the world, and I, and I agree. And that's, a, that's another conversation, actually. But it's, but it's still the same conversation, because I'm still... It's the same during the week. Yeah. How can I yeah. connect and mm -hmm. create community during the week? Right. Yeah. And so uh, the church is an easy... The gathering is an easy kind of... Yep. Yep. Takes less effort from me. Because there's people around that think kind of the same way mm -hmm. I do, maybe, mm -hmm. and uh, and we're forced into this, you know, social interaction. 
it's harder, at least for me, because I'm not a social person, to dive into that in the 10,000 minutes. Yeah. Because I can go weird amounts of time without calling like my mom and you know yeah. i should call her all the time mm-hmm. so one of the things i do struggle with i think even outside of that gathering is like gosh i'm not creating the community of church um outside of it okay so w- what does it actually mean to be the church gathered outside of the 80 minutes gathered, gathered could be like yeah. like our walks chris mm-hmm. we go on right. walks every week right mm-hmm. to me that is a gathering right. of the church <clears throat> right mm-hmm. i mean because we are laughing we're making fun of each other we're you know we're having fun but we're also like digging into things yep. mm-hmm. in the presence of jesus yeah like we're aware that jesus is with us on our walk yep. yeah probably walking a little faster than we are Let's go. <laughs> but to me that is a gathering of yeah. the church yeah hmm. i have a group of people down in southern california called the fight club Ooh. and because first world fight club right mm-hmm. don't talk about fight club and it's not a bible study and it's not a um you know, we're not going through any kind of curriculum and there's no real structure to it, except that we've committed to living life out loud in front of each other mm-hmm. as people who are really trying to practice their faith. And we've got parents and single people and older kids and younger kids. And it's a really great kind of just smash of life. And I really enjoy it. We need it. We have committed to one yeah. another like this is who we can be disastrous in front of yeah. and gross and ugly mm. and we're still going to be loved anyway. And for me, that's an element of it. Mm. And, but I also think of the 80 minutes and the 10,000 minutes. For some reason, I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> Please don't hate me. Yeah, no, you're, But yeah. I love them because they're disasters and it makes me feel normal, <laughs> right? That's so, when funny. did you start liking them? Okay, when You're I talking was talking about like 95, 96, the, the Emmett Smith years. Yeah, earlier. Okay. There's Emmett actually Smith yes, years? the reason like Tony Dorsett years. Oh my gosh. Like yes. Wow. I grew up like 92. That's, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Even before they they had um I always call it rehearsal camp, which is not true. Rehearsal it's camp. It's called um what do they call the camp before like practice camp? Training camp? Yep. Got <laughs> Well, rehearsal. Yeah. Somebody's been in for the Dallas community Cowboys. theater. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Also, I felt like really validated as a man right yes, there. Well yeah. Said. yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was looking to you for the manly Full part where you act so, like you catch uh, the ball. They did training camp where I grew up in Thousand Two, Oaks. three, four. That's so good. But I look at 10,000 minutes and 80,000, 80,000, 80 minutes as almost like locker rooms and playing fields mm-hmm. like locker room it's just us mm-hmm. and it's just us speaking our own insider language and it's getting that like tank filled and come on and then we go out on the field where we do our own individual jobs mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. right and then we come in at halftime and see what we need to sort of like oh misha you suck at this and mm-hmm. tweak this or whatever and tim would stop whatever you're doing but <laughs> then we go back on on the field so there's sort of this like there's an individual element for me of being the church in the in the 10,000 minutes, knowing that I have this invisible thread of connection to my other players, if you will, yeah. like the other people on my team. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say is that I get anxious about too many outside church gatherings that are still church people. Yeah. Huh. Does that make sense? Yes. Does that still feel... Say, say that in another way. Okay, so... If I know someone who 
goes to Bible study on Tuesday morning and she's in a prayer group on Thursday night. And then she gathers for lunch to walk through the word of so like, I wonder where are you actually experiencing the world? How is the world mm-hmm. experiencing yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when, when we're too holy for. So I just don't want the gathering, the church gathering outside of the 80 minutes to become mini 80 minute gatherings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. I mean, and it could be the expectation, again, of what we think church means, mm-hmm. you know, because we're rethinking it. So even if I think about after hearing you, like, maybe I do gather all the time when I'm mm-hmm. playing games with my friends and we're talking about life and right. we're, you know, we're intentional every night to meet up and talk about the day. And but I still have that old view of like, I have to carve out and sacrifice time to be the church. Mm-hmm. It's a sacrifice, a cost, a, you know, all that kind of stuff. And even though it is, that doesn't mean it's tied to self-neglect. Right. So it could just be my personal experience mm. of what I think church has always been for me. And awakening to maybe I have been gathering this whole time mm-hmm. and I could enjoy it in that I way. I was just going to say, what if it filled your well? Which it does, yeah. but it has been like a, a journey of like, I'm wasting my time, or yes. I should be doing this, but really I'm like, I'm so happy here, mm-hmm. or I, I love the way Jesus is showing up in this community, but how do both exist? And I think I'm like, hearing you talk, I'm like, they just do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I am doing my one individual role on the field mm-hmm. in this way, but I'm still like having a hard time letting go of what I think I should be doing as the church. Mm. In my 10,000 minutes. I think, too, it makes it reminds me of, like, being a kid in my really strict Southern Baptist church and then being like, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. Something like, <laughs> like, you, you were really encouraged to, like, only hang out with, yeah, like, right. the people in your clan, right? And I wonder if being the church is actually, like, experiencing the world and not, not putting ourselves in this bubble, but, like, having friends with different viewpoints and from different walks of life. And like, um, gosh, especially now in this world when we can see like, wow, there's so much more out there than our limited viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Maybe the design of it all is, is for us to all kind of gather in that way so that we can pull more from it and, you know, see Christ Mm -hmm. in and through people in all of those places. Well, it's interesting when you were talking about going to church, you know, that, the idea of, you want to go to a place with people you like. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, huh, I wonder how, you know, that's all of us, mm-hmm. you know, at the bottom of it. We go, well, no, yeah. we should be doing this. But it's really, we're like, no, no, I'm hanging out with people that I want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what made me so sad this past season mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. we had so many people that disagreed with us and they just bolted instead of going, hey, what if we just had a bigger conversation? We might agree to disagree, but we're still the church. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is still Jesus. And. Right. And it's okay to have these differences, which made me think about that when you said that. And in fact, I think when we are seen disagreeing agreeably, Hmm. we're also representing Jesus. Yeah. When Hmm. like when there's a third observer out there, right, who is witnessing us having a difference of opinion and Hmm. still loving each other through it, that's representing Jesus. That's being the Mm -hmm. we're we're doing it. It's the they of they will know we're Jesus people by by our love. It's the they (laughs) Yeah. That's fascinating. So, I mean, th- this is the experiment for the week is truly what does it look like for us to be the church gathered? So I guess the question is, you know, I go on walks. That's what I do. Chris and I get to walk, I get to walk with these other dudes and not in the Christian sort of way, literal walks. 
And I think the base of it, it feels like it's intentionality. It's not that That's every right. part of the conversation needs to be, mm. well, no. let's make this a holy thing. And if it's not, you know, everything, yeah, we can talk about anything. But at some point, there's an intentionality of like, here's here's me. Mm-hmm. Where's Jesus in all this? And it doesn't have to look one way. I think the no. beauty is that you mentioned it before. Like, I want to take care of my health. So I want to go walk. Yeah. But I'm going to invite people to mm-hmm. come do it with me. Yeah. And I I truly do love gaming. But the beauty is you can game with anyone online. Mm-hmm. And you have, you share audio. And it's like, I'm learning to do that with people. And it's not like, this is my time mm-hmm. for me. No mm-hmm. one touch it. And then, yes, we'll go get breakfast. But that's not what I wanted mm-hmm. to do, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a hybrid of this is what I love. And I also love you. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that together. I'm going to walk backwards some episodes, too. And I think if we... I thought you literally yeah, were yeah. going to say I was going to walk backwards some episodes. Listen, if you didn't like that. Um, no, no, no. This is going to be the most I fun I think if we ever. can see ourselves as blessed mm. and these other people as blessed, call that out, see Christ within both of us, just as we stink and are mm-hmm. in whatever circumstance we're in, then we're being the church. Mm. And it doesn't have to be Jesus-y. It doesn't have to be anything. It just has to be who we are, where we are, when we are. Um, mm-hmm. With with Jesus. The awareness that he's with. Yeah. We're just aware of what God is doing in our lives and in their lives, yeah. whether we like it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so good. Uh, kind of no matter w- what the circumstance is. So. There's an extraordinary in being really kind and really patient and really humble. And really listening to mm-hmm. people. Those are all things you can do without even uttering the name Jesus. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I learned in ministry is that people like to have something to do. So whether it's a walk or whether it's a game or inviting them over to chop celery for a soup you're going to make or I need help, you know, scrubbing my walls because my kid just threw up on it or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, there is an, there's the act of inviting someone to do Mm-hmm. little things mm-hmm. and it's it's in the moment that you're hanging right while you're doing the thing that's where you're representing Jesus like that's it it's in that posture really yeah, yeah. and um i just i find that to be such an honor well guys that is the practice for this week so the practice is be the church gathered and please gather for your 80 minutes but would you figure out what would it look like for you or maybe you're already doing it uh-huh. You know, I was helping our church community out with small groups, if you will. And what I noticed was people already have people that they're doing life with. And we were putting them in these like simulated little groups of mm. people like, well, hey, you should be best friends. Do this. And it was like, you, you already have people for the most part. Most of us have those people. And if you don't, let's have a different conversation. But most right. of us have people that we're already doing life with in some way. Right. And what's it look like just to be intentional in those conversations, not to get anybody into your club, but just to be intentional as if Jesus is with us. Yeah. So anyways, that's the experiment. Thank you, Moy. You're welcome. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Thank you, Mishi Sherry. Thank you for helping make 10,000 minutes happen. Oh, man. I just feel like a proud mama. OG uh, from the OC. OG from the OC. But we don't say OC. Yeah. We, we apologize. No, no, the Orange not. County. No, you listen. Yeah. You can call whatever you want. Yeah. Well, people, if you want to join, did you just look over there? I always do because I'm ready. I'm ready for the. I'm, who's 
Oh, my close-up. Okay. Give me my close-up. I'm ready to be a star. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, if you want to learn more about 10,000 Minutes, uh, go to 10,000minutes.com. I think Mishu was there when we actually got That's that. That's true. Yep. See? OG. Uh, if you guys want to get the free text message, you can text 10K10K to 55678. Once again, 10K10K to the number 55678, and we'll send you some encouraging text messages. What did I forget? I probably forgot a lot of stuff. Oh, if you guys do want to donate or kind of partner with us, we don't do Patreon at the moment, but you can go to 10,000minutes.com and donate there. Oh, and can I just say, share the heck out of these podcasts. These guys, these are gold. Woo. They're gold. They're easy. They're fun. I'm hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah. so real. I mean, just share, subscribe, do all the things. Great. The stars, 10 out of 10. Exactly. Uh, all the stars. Every time. Out of five. Crickets. 10 out of 10. Get it. Get it, get it. Okay, that's it. <laughs>